Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Hey guys, welcome back to Ancient Biblical Practices, and we're actually going to part three with the five pillars of spending time with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with our Holy Father, Yahweh, and with Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. So important. These series are so important. Being able to understand how to spend time with the Lord. This next one we're going to walk into is, man, it is huge. And so just kind of uh, recap real quick. The first pillar is honor the name of the Lord and also giving thanks to God. So that's the two parts of the first pillar. The second pillar is prayer requests. And we talked about that and how important that is in the last video and all the concepts and pieces of that. So this one in part three, we're going to an incredible ancient biblical practice called meditation. Now, a lot of times when people hear the word meditation, their mind goes to some Middle Eastern um, religion that is not of biblical Proportion. In other words, it's Hindu or uh, you know some other religion that is uh, kind of taking away from the meditation that is also Middle Eastern uh, given to us to the Jewish people. And this is the meditation we're going to talk about now. Now, meditation is so important because it connects us into the Spirit where we're communing with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we are to commune with the Holy Spirit. And this is the avenue in which we do that. Now, many would go, well, you know, meditation, that's, you know, not biblical. That's for the world because the world does it. But what happens is the church throws the baby out with the bathwater. Instead of realizing that just because the world does something does not mean that we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater that we can't do it. For instance, in every other religion, they have worship. They use instruments. Yet we still in Christianity use instruments and do worship to our God. In every other religion, they say prayers. Yet we as Christians do the same thing with praying to our God. And music, prayer, other arts and forms of, of worshiping their gods. I mean, you think about the scripture, you think about uh, Elijah when uh, they had the false prophets, the prophets of Baal, they built an altar just like Elijah built an altar. They called on a false god. Elijah called on the real god. They got no result. Elijah got incredible result. Some people ask me, well, how can you tell the difference between biblical music versus uh, music that is not biblical or dishonoring or to another god? It's real easy. <laughs> what are you focusing on? What does the music focus on? Is it focusing on the Lord and his principles? Or is it focusing on some other God? Same thing with prayers. How do you know a prayer is one that is biblical versus one that is not biblical? Well, the non-biblical is praying to something that is not God. The biblical is 
praying to the Lord God Almighty. And so meditation is the same way, you know, when it comes to connecting in the spirit realm. And a lot of people, they say, well, when you open yourself up, you know, you're going to have no telling what kind of spirits are going to come in. That's not true. Jesus even taught us that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, that he would not allow us to be deceived and he would not allow us to have something that is not of him. And so we are here to connect to the Holy Spirit, commune with the Holy Spirit, and to practice what our ancient fathers practiced. Let me show you this throughout the scripture, because in the scripture, over and over and over again, we are called to meditate. Even all the way back, you took a snapshot of Isaac. Isaac, when the servant was bringing Isaac, Isaac, his wife, what was Isaac doing? It said that he was in the middle of a field and he was meditating. So he was meditating in the middle of a field when his servant was bringing the wife. So it gives you insight into his life of what they practice and how they commune with the Lord. Because here's the thing we need to understand, that this is not a natural walk. This is a spiritual walk. And to have a spiritual connection, you have to have a spiritual avenue. Prayer is one, worship is one, but meditation is also one. And so we need to learn how to meditate like our forefathers meditated. Of course, with Joshua, the Lord told him, it said, look, be careful to meditate day and night on something, on the word of the Lord. And so you see meditation. Peter, in the New Testament, when they were cooking lunch, what did he do? He went on the rooftop and he meditated. And that's when the Lord gave him a vision. You see meditation in Psalms chapter 1 where it talks about how we should meditate on the Torah. And so over and over and over again, you see meditation, you see connection to the spirit realm where we can walk in the spirit. And in Romans chapter 8, it says that we need to be spiritually minded and not fleshly minded. And so the way we do that is through this incredible biblical practice of meditation. Now in meditation, what we're going to learn is we're going to learn how to meditate and we're going to learn how to direct our mind within this meditation. And I'm going to show you where it's all in the scripture as we go along. All right. So once you've uh, written out your prayer requests, you prayed for the day, then what I like to do is I like to put on some meditation music. Now it matters where that music comes from. And so there's incredible biblical meditation music that is out there that I encourage you to use that's going to really help you with meditation. Later on in a couple of videos, I'll actually be sitting down doing a meditation with you guys, really doing the whole five pillars, and we'll have that music in the background and we can give you exactly how to download that. And so, but, so I'll put on meditation music here. And why is music important? Because if you notice, uh, first of all, music and worship never stop in heaven. You see, the prophets also say, hey, I need to hear from the Lord. Tell the musicians to come here. We don't have to go get musicians because now we have technology. So we can pull up on our phone and we can actually have musicians right there in the palm of our hand where we're listening to meditation music. And why did the prophet ask the musicians to come? Because it opened up the portals of heaven in the spirit realm for the spirit to move back and forth from the natural into the spiritual. And so it's very important, and I love using that. Sometimes I'll meditate outside 
and I'll use, honestly, the music of nature because nature has its own music as well with the birds singing, with the trees, with the wind, you know, with the, all the different animals. And so that's also a worship to God because everything with breath worships the Lord. But when I'm sitting in my quiet place and I'm inside or even sometimes outside, I put on this music to open up the spirit realm. And then I, I get myself, and the first thing about meditation is to get yourself into a, a posture that is uh, awake and alert. This is not about relaxing. This is about honestly straighten yourself up to commune and to listen. So I like to sit up straight and I just get my body where it's comfortable. A lot of times I just put my hands on my knees and I'll start listening to the music and I'll start breathing. Now this is why I start breathing deep breaths in and deep breaths out. The reason behind the breathing is so that I can now make my mind be in the moment of what I am doing. And it's important, the Bible even tells us, that we are to take our thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ. And so here, you're going to learn how to control your mind. Now, this is a very important part of meditation, because when you learn how to control your mind, then you're going to start winning the battle against the enemy. And so meditation is where you practice controlling the mind. And then when you go out and you find yourself in the battlefield, you find yourself in the ring with the enemy, because how does he attack through the mind? Then you have control over your mind so that he can't control it and you can. Because in a lot of Christianity today, the mind controls the spirit instead of the spirit controlling the mind. And so the mind, the soul, and the spirit is two parts. So you've made of a body, soul, and spirit. And so we want the spirit to control the mind and not the mind, the spirit. And most people who are controlled by the mind end up uh, walking in the flesh a lot. And so we need to make sure we're telling our mind what to do and our mind's not telling us. So when you start controlling the mind, you also are going to walk in an area of being able to say no to the devil, no to temptation. You're going to be able to focus and be in the moment when you're talking to people. Meditation is going to increase your attentiveness. It's going to increase when you read the scriptures, how you can be focused and your mind not wandering all over the place. Maybe you're one of those that says, man, when I read, my mind's all over the map. Well, guess what? When you start this practice of meditation every day, your mind will quit wandering. And then even listening to people, you'll start listening to them better. Your, your focus, a lot of times, you know, the normal human being has about four hours uh, of really... Uh, I call green time when it's your best, when you're at your best. Then you go to yellow time when you're, you know, you, you're okay, but you're not at your best. And I call it red time when you're not at your best at all. Well, when you start meditating, what's going to happen is your green time is going to get uh, longer. And so I've been amazed to watch my green time grow as I've trained my mind to listen to me. It used to be like when I would do counseling sessions and listening to people's stories in the evening, I would really struggle with trying to keep my focus and my mind going all over the place. When I understood the, the depth of meditation and how I can use it to control my mind, now it can be in the evening and I've spent all day uh, doing activities, ministering, talking, listening, and it can still be in the evening. And I've noticed how my focus is laser on. I mean, it is just there. And I'm like, wow, I'm amazed at the endurance 
that my brain now has because I've practiced the art of meditation. It's kind of like a fighter, uh, and Paul uses this, uh, he uses the analogy of a fighter buffeting their body, making their body listen to him. He's using a physical analogy to give us something spiritually to do. Well, like a fighter, if a fighter knows they're going to fight in nine months, the fighter does not just wait and say, okay, nine months is here, let me jump in the ring. That fighter trains every day, working up to that time he's going to step in the ring. And when he steps in the ring, guess what? They're going to be their best because they've trained. As Christians, because they don't train in the art of meditation and controlling their thoughts and their mind, we're stepping in the ring and we have, we have no endurance. We have no practice. We have no training. And we're wondering why the enemy is defeating us. So what, guys, what I'm telling you is this, this art of biblical meditation is huge for the victory of your life, not just for your time that we're going to be spending with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And so it's critical to every aspect of Christianity, every aspect of walking in the Spirit like Roman 8 talks about. And so I just want to encourage everyone, you've, you've got to get a hold of what we're talking about here. And so again, you, you have a posture that is you straight, you alert, and then you start breathing. Again, the breathing is so that you can start learning how to control your mind. You make your mind focus on your breath and it'll keep it from wandering around, right? And so once your mind is focused, you're aware of your surroundings. And by the way, once you get mature in this, I can meditate in the middle of a store. I can meditate on the plane. I can meditate with kids uh, running around around me and still connect in the spirit realm because I've trained myself to connect in the spirit no matter what the environment. I don't, I don't even have to do away with the environment. I can have it all around me and be aware of it, but I'm not connecting just in the natural I'm connecting in the spiritual, and I can exist in both worlds. The idea that we're Christian and we're spiritual beings shows you that we can exist in both worlds. And so, man, this is a huge exercise. So I, I'm listening to my breaths. I focus on my breaths. And at this very moment, is very important, I breathe in. And when I breathe out, I do this about four or five times, and when I feel like I'm ready and I'm sensing the connection to the Holy Spirit, I say, Holy Spirit, I commune with you right now. I connect with you. And you'll feel like something dropped down in your spirit, and it's that connection with the Holy Spirit, and it's a beautiful thing. And then from there, man, I just begin to direct my mind to four areas, okay? So again, worldly meditation is about emptying yourself. Biblical meditation is about feeling yourself. Big difference. Worldly meditation is about you trying to fix yourself. Biblical meditation is about focusing on the Lord and having Him help you because He is the helper. Worldly meditation can be connecting to some weird spirits. Biblical meditation is connecting to the Holy Spirit, uh, Ruach HaKodesh, the breath of God, the spirit of our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's a big difference here, guys. And so I, I, I get myself, and so once I've connected to the Holy Spirit, then I focus my mind, and I want you to watch this because it's the practices we've already laid out uh, in the first and second pillar. I focus my mind on everything that I thank the Lord for the day before. In other words, what I wrote in my journal, that I was thankful 
for the Lord for, of my day yesterday, I began to have my mind run through the entire day. I start at the beginning and I'm meditating and I'm running literally through the entire day. And why am I doing that? Because I am thinking about how I behaved, how I act, how I listened. Uh, did I step righteously? Did I do the things I should have done? And so right there, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me see things in my life that I need to change, areas I did well. I'm asking the Holy Spirit. I'm evaluating my life. And, you know, one of the things the Bible tells us to do is to examine our life. This is how you examine your life. I examine my life each and every day about how I live the day before. And I'm meditating through every moment, every encounter, every challenge. Was I biblical? Was I kind? Was I loving? You know, did I listen? I'm, I'm bringing myself through this and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me see things maybe I, I didn't see myself. And we see David do this. David said, Lord, search me. See if there's any way in me that's not right and guide me to the right path. This is how you do it, by examining your life. Paul said, examine your life to see if it is in Christ. And so I use this first part of meditation to examine myself and to see what I need to do. Now, I have my journal right here. So if the Lord shows me something, I stop and I write in my journal what he showed me. Then I come back to center. When I say center, I take those breaths again and I get my mind focused again and I connect to the Holy Spirit and I go right back where I left off. All right, so once I've evaluated myself, that's the first part. Now, the second part of meditation is real easy. We just did prayer requests, and we did prayer requests for everything we're going to do that we know of that day, and we wrote down and we prayed over those things. So now I'm going to meditate through the day I'm about to live. It's in the morning, obviously, when I'm doing this. So I'm going to meditate on this day that I'm about to live out, and so I meditate and I bring myself to every meeting that I know about, uh, every exercise or thing that I'm going to do, whether I'm working out, whether I'm meeting with someone, whether I'm holding a staff meeting, whether I'm doing my filming. I've already meditated about this filming before I ever did this filming. And so I'm meditating about those things. And what happens is as you're meditating on what you're about to do, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will show us things yet to come. And so the Holy Spirit can give us nuggets about our day. The Holy Spirit, many times when I'm meditating on my day and what I'm about to walk into, many times the Holy Spirit would drop in my spirit, hey, I want you to focus on this. I'm like, oh, wow. And I'll stop and I'll write that down. And then I'll go right back into meditation. Remember this, spending time with the Lord is not just speaking, but is listening. So meditation is the real listening part of our time with the Lord. And so I'm really listening for the Holy Spirit to guide me, direct me, whether it's evaluating my life or whether it's the life I'm about to live in front of me. Because doesn't the Lord say that he orders our steps? And so the Lord will order your steps in this very moment. That's the second part under meditation. All right. Now I move to the third part. But before I move to the third part, I do the same thing. I go back to center. What is center? Remember, it's taking those deep breaths, bringing your mind back into the center so you're making it listen to you. And then I move to what I call the spirit journey. And this is where I just say, Holy Spirit, take me wherever you want me to go. And I allow the spirit to lead me 
to whatever he might want to show me. It might be a picture that he shows me, a vision, if you will. It might, and he did the prophets this all the time. And a lot of times he'll show me something, maybe a door, and I'll see this door and I'll, and I'll say, okay, Lord, I'll do what the prophets did. What does this mean, Lord? And so it's just me and my spirit talking to the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, what is the meaning of this, Lord? And he'll just start dropping in my heart what the meaning of this is. And so I'll stop and I'll write that down. I go, wow. And then again, I center myself. I go back into this spirit journey. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit will lead me to people. And so I'll start picturing someone in my mind. That means something. That means I need to pray for them. That means I might need to reach out to them. Whatever it is, the Holy Spirit will show me that as well. And a lot of times what happens in my spirit journey, and look, this is not just for spiritual things either. This is for the the natural things of even your work. Because many times I'm sitting there meditating and letting the Spirit take me, and He'll bring me to my, honestly, my natural, skillful work things that I have to do, and He'll show me something I forgot. He'll show me something to remember. He'll show me some creative solution to a problem that I I wasn't even thinking about. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I'll write that down. He'll show me a scripture to give someone. I'll write that down. And the reason why I write it down immediately, because once you write it down, you don't have to think about it anymore. You can continue meditating. If you don't write it down, you're trying to remember something while you're trying to see something. And you can't do two things. And so I'll set it aside by writing it down so I can go to my next part of my spirit journey. All right, so that's the third part. So then I go back to center when I feel like I'm finished. I'll go back to center and I'll get my mind back here. Then I do something very important which which will end up leading you into the fourth pillar of spending time with the Lord. And and what that is, is when I begin to reflect is there anything inside of me? Is there anything going bothering me? Is there anxiety? Is there anything that's bothering me as far as unforgiveness? Uh, is there, you know, is there hurt inside of me? And so I'm meditating and I'm asking the Lord to be there to show me if there's anything there. This is very, 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 very important to your personal healing to the ability to remove things before they grow. It's kind of like a tallow tree. You know, a tallow tree, when it's small, I can take two fingers and pull it up. But if I don't do anything about it and I leave it there, month after month, it gets bigger. Year after year, until it's a tree. And then it's a chore to get it up. And so if we're evaluating ourselves and asking the Holy Spirit and searching ourselves, we can pull up things that are messing with us and therefore be holistically healthy because what's going to happen when you practice meditation literally within a few months you will be meditating about is there anything in me and you will find nothing you'll be able to say what jesus said when satan was coming to him jesus said satan's coming to me but he has nothing in me there'll be nothing in you because you've already meditated you've already dealt with it you already went to the lord with it you, and I'm going to explain that. That's going to be actually in pillar uh, number four, where it's expressive writing. This is where you get what to write about when it comes to expressive writing. It comes through the avenue of meditation. And so, wow, wow, what an incredible 
biblical practice that the Lord wants you to grasp and the Lord wants you to get a handle on. You know, John was caught up in Revelations. He said he was caught up in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. That's what we're saying. The Lord wants us to get caught up in the Spirit every single day. It says, don't be you know, drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And so we should be filled with the Spirit. We should be communing with the Holy Spirit. We should be spiritually minded. And meditation is the way to get there. Listen, don't let uh, Pharisees and Sadducees and the world steal this incredible, incredible ancient biblical practice from you. This will change your life. Learn to meditate. You will end up being one of the healthiest people alive. And you, you'll be whole. And you'll be able to hear the Spirit. You'll know things that are coming up. You, what happens is when you start meditating and you've added all the rest of it in with thanking, with praying, with the name of God, all of this, what's going to happen is your day just starts lining out. And you don't have pressures anymore. You relieve pressures. Depression leaves you. Anxiety leaves you. Uh, any kind of pain and hurt is healed up. You become a whole healthy person. I want to encourage you guys, do not skip biblical med meditation. Ancient biblical meditation is for you and it's for me. Amen? All right, I look forward to seeing you in the next video where we're going to move to part four, which is expressive writing. Very powerful.